Hi, welcome back to Meraki Unboxed. For the last episode and the last time in 2021, it's awesome to have you back with us once again. My name's Simon Thompson, host of the show, and we really are very grateful for your participation as a listener uh, on this podcast. This is an exciting episode. I've really been looking forward to this one because we have brought together some very illustrious members of the Meraki community, and we're going to have a fun conversation with them now, very shortly, we're going to look back on 2021 and uh, and look forward to uh, what we have to look forward to in 2022 as well. Uh, so before we dive into that, just a quick reminder, we run this podcast every couple of weeks, although I am going to take a little bit of a break over the holidays. I hope you'll understand, but we'll be back and every two weeks in the new year. Uh, and we do love to try and get some participation on this podcast as well. We have had many great customers, technology partners, and, and just really fantastic members of the Meraki community as well um, joining us, uh, as well as employees. And so a lot of great content that we've created up till now. And I have said this before, but I think it's worth repeating. A lot of that content is not all that time sensitive. So I think there's some great value to be found in the archive for the Meraki Unboxed podcast. So do please go back and have a look through the, the list of episodes. Uh, we can almost guarantee that if you're in the world of technology, there's going to be something in there. Uh, that you're going to appreciate. The last thing I'm going to say before I bring our guests in is that we are going to have a special uh, hello and and a holiday message from our chief operating officer, Denise Thomas, uh, which will run at the end of this episode. Uh, so stay tuned for that. But before we get to all of that stuff, I want to bring in our guests for today. Uh, so let's see, open up your mics, everybody. And um, let's start off with uh, Meredith, who runs the Meraki community. Meredith, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Simon. Uh, that's correct. My name is Meredith, and I'm the community manager for the Meraki community. And I have been around Meraki since, I think, like three years now, coming up on okay. three years. Time flies. Time sure flies. Crazy time. It has. And we're going to, I'm sure we're going to get to that in a few moments time. Yeah. Um, all right. So I'm going to go round the room and I'm going to do this in the order of, uh, of um, what I've got written down on my list here. So no particular order, but um, Esteban, why don't you kick us off? Hi, good morning, everyone. Good afternoon. Good evening. Uh, my name is Esteban. I am in Florida and I am the IT director at St. Bonaventure Catholic School and Church. Uh, we're outside Fort Lauderdale. And uh, we are a uh, part of the Archdiocese of Miami, and we are um, an elementary school. We go from uh, the little ones, uh, about two-year-olds, we call them pre-K-2, all the way through eighth grade. And uh, we became Meraki customers in 2019. We started with the MV line with the cameras. And this year, uh, we migrated all of our network infrastructure uh, to Meraki. So we implemented Meraki switches and access points. Uh, a little asterisk, not all of it, because our gateway is still uh, a Juniper box, but we're looking to uh, change that as well when that contract is up. Uh, so we're very happy uh, with Meraki. Uh, I've been in the community probably since since before buying the cameras, uh, because with our key vendors, and I consider Meraki our number one key vendor, it, you know, nice. it, everything depends on it, right? So um, I usually join the user forum um, for those vendors, because I find that in addition to tech support access, the user-to-user -user, um, community uh, ends up being extremely helpful. Um, and that has been my experience, of course, uh, with Meraki. So I'm a, I'm a frequent visitor. I, uh, I'm not an expert by any means. I am low on the totem pole in terms of expertise, but uh, I try to contribute where I can, and, and I, I'm mostly a learner 
um, in the in the community. So um, I'm uh, I'm grateful to be here, and uh, again, thank you to everybody who's up joining the the podcast. And um, whether I met you online or haven't met you online, we we may have exchanged threads or something. Um, it's it's good to put some names and some faces uh, with this. So. Thank you very much for that. I, I have to stress to uh, to anybody listening that um, we're not paying our guests. This is uh, this is uh, they're all here completely voluntarily. That was a fantastic pitch for the community. I love that concept. <laughs> I mean, just and I totally agree with that as well. I mean, just jo- what you're into in life. I mean, we all want to share that, and and we want to share it with other like-minded people. And so that that works. And there's no reason why it wouldn't work in the professional world as well. So um, that's a great story. And and uh, thank you for uh, that, supporting. Yeah, the and that's an important mention. And correct. I mean, we're all here because we love Meraki. And uh, sometimes people will ask me, like, you know, I, I've done a couple of webinars with Meraki sales and things like that. And my answer is always. Um, the more Meraki I talk, the better user I become of Meraki. So um, every opportunity I get to, you know, listen to Meraki or talk to somebody about Meraki, I'll learn something that m- will help me support our users. So um, again, Meraki being um, our our network infrastructure, um, and uh, as a school, you know, we we rely, of course, on the. I mean, any any business relies on the Wi-Fi, of course. But you know, having our students depend on this for day-to-day connectivity. Um, again, Meraki is at the top of that list for us. So every opportunity I get to learn, um, it's it's good to participate. Awesome. Thank you a lot for uh, for that, Esteban. Um, let's move it on to uh, Charles. Charles, how are you doing today? Yeah, good. Thank you. Um, yeah, and uh, I'm the uh, I'm the group IT director for a company now known as Metropolitan Gaming. Uh, we were part of the Caesars Entertainment Group, um, but in July this year, we were sold off. So we are now our very own entity. So, <laughs> so I guess we can say, seeing as they weren't using uh, much Meraki that uh, we've got a much higher percentage of Meraki now than we used to as a company. Yeah, so what what are you uh, using? So we've got something of everything other than the MDM solution, um, the SM. So we started originally on the wireless side. Uh, That was with uh, a member of my team who isn't with the company anymore. And we did some of that... um, which he primarily did. Then when he left, I took over, fixed it, um, and uh, <laughs> and then we moved on. And uh, we then wanted a, a big inter-country um, SD-WAN solution. So we chose Meraki MX mm-hmm. for that. Mm-hmm. And that's been 100% reliable um, across multiple connections across multiple years now. Um, so we're very happy with that. We then started moving into the uh, switch side, initially at the edge, but we've actually done one of our data centers. We now use Meraki as the core, um, which was quite a big step for us because we were coming from traditional Cisco cores, where, of course, there's an awful lot more you can do. But as we found out, it doesn't mean you should do. Um, So... (laughs) Meraki actually had the right feature set for what we wanted there. Uh, and we're, we've recently ordered um, Meraki switches to replace our main data center core. So clearly we can't, we must be quite happy. Wow, um, it does sound that way. <laughs> so uh, we, we then, then added on some cameras, 
and finally some sensors. So I think pretty much got a bit of everything <laughs> you can you can tell ladies and gentlemen that we have some serious enthusiasts with us here today so uh, thank you very much charles um uh, so our next guest i mean we're, we're recording this um uh, let's see it's nine o'clock ish in the morning on the west coast of the usa uh but we have a very international audience today um uh, charles is over in the uk and our next guest is all the way down in new zealand uh so um philip welcome to the podcast what time is it there uh, it's around uh, 6 a.m. here, uh, so I'm trying to just stifle back the, the yawns a little bit at the moment, but uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll do my best. Welcome. Um, yeah, so my name's Philip, and uh, I work for a New Zealand uh, Cisco partner. I think I've been using Meraki Kit for maybe seven years now. I know that because we've had quite a few of the five-year license renewals pop up and go around, and it always surprises me how quickly they come around again. Yes. Um, I pretty much work with Meraki um, like all day, every day. It's the, it's just the one product suite that I work on. Uh, we probably we pretty much have uh, one of every sort of Meraki product family member, at least at least one. Uh, so we we have a fairly extensive lab of things that we can use to try out or play or or test things on. Uh, I participate in the community maybe five or six five or six days a week. Mm-hmm. It's uh, just sort of part of my. Uh, um, morning routine. I try to. I normally put about a half an hour in uh, in the morning before the um, phones start ringing. Very wise. Yes, know that feeling. Um, th- those quiet moments in the morning are, uh, are super precious. Thanks a lot for joining us, Philip. Especially, especially at this time of day. And it's of course the next day. It's already the weekend over there. So even better, that you're even more generous that you're giving up some of your Saturday for us. Um, Ali, welcome to the podcast. Tell us where you are and uh, and all about your world. Hello, Simon. Thanks for having me. My name is Ali Imran. I am the head of product at Boundless Digital. So we are an ecosystem partner to Meraki. If you've been listening to this podcast, uh, you'll know Simon's right. had on quite a few yep. and tries to give them the attention. Um, yeah, so if you would have actually asked me about a year ago what Meraki is, I wouldn't have known. And I only started working exactly about a year ago with Meraki. Um, and I actually used this podcast. So every morning before work, during breakfast, I would listen to Simon talk to somebody. And it was a great way to just uh, learn about all things Meraki from every angle, just because um, not to mention every angle of the ecosystem partner. Very good. But um, <laughs> it really was an accident. But uh, yeah, just because you cover all aspects of Meraki and um, it was a great way to learn. So for anyone who's new, I would really recommend it. And yeah, so I got into the community pretty much immediately since you mentioned it. And initially was purely a source of learning for me. Um, Just started to stay on there and see the kind of problems people are having. Mm -hmm. But now I'm really humbled to be in in this room with you guys because uh, obviously I consider some of you to be all stars and uh, very, very knowledgeable with Meraki. So since then, uh, I've been able to help out not just learn, give a few solutions here and there as my knowledge has increased. Although um, it's hard to beat some of these people, such as Philip, to the solutions, it seems like you only have a few <laughs> minutes before Philip drops in with the right. answer. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, happy to be here. Fantastic. Oh, I just want to make sure you've got a challenge, something to strive for. <laughs> we all need that. We all need that. All right. Thank you. And um, last but absolutely not least, uh, we have Ralston. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Simon. Hi, everyone. Uh, thank you guys for having me. I am the 
um, assistant uh, network administrator for the Legal Aid Society in New York. Uh, fairly new to Meraki, uh, we've just uh, adopted using the Meraki ecosystem. Uh, last year, we started off with uh, the MRs, specifically the MRs 42, and then we moved on to upgrading our uh, switch infrastructure because we love the Meraki so much. Um, and we are on our second phase of implementing more uh, Meraki access points throughout our organization. Um, I've I've joined the the community because it's been my go-to for anything. Uh, me being so new to networking and Meraki, basically, uh, the community has been uh, worked wonders for me. Um, I've also uh, seen Philip on the uh, forum as well. Uh, he's helped me out a few times. So yeah, I really love that about the community. I mean, that is that, I mean that's the very essence of it, right? Meredith smiling, and and I know that that you know for good reason, right? That's why we do why we created this thing, and it's so cool when we actually get members of the community helping each other out, especially, you know, we all have different levels of experience and, you know, those of us who've been in the game for a long time, it feels good to give back and to, and to share some of that, that knowledge and experience with others as well. So um, thanks Rolston. And, and, and where are you based? Did you say, I can't remember. We, we are based in Manhattan, New York, Manhattan, New York. So we really do have quite a spread on this, uh, on this podcast. And, and Ali, I forgot to ask you, where are you based? Did you say? In Paris. In Paris. Paris. I think I mentioned. You did mention. Okay. All right. I'm losing it. It's Friday. What can I say? <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm ready for the holidays. Okay. So I, I wrote down a few questions that I thought would be fun to throw around uh, as a conversation. I mean, 2021, my goodness, what a year. And and on top of 2020 as well. So it's it's not been easy. And, uh, you know, I think those of us at Meraki, I mean, we haven't seen the inside of the office for you know, 18 months plus at this point, and, and it's kind of crazy. Uh, but I know the experience has been different everywhere. So, you know, I just, I, I don't necessarily just care about the pandemic, but but I am interested, obviously, in hearing what your experience has been like, you know, um, working from home and, you know, dealing with the challenges that we've all had staying connected this year. Anybody want to have a go? I would say the, I mean, for us, the the industry that we're in, as in the casino sector, in the UK, we were closed for best part of a year. Um, mm. And so forget about working from home. Working at all was quite a privilege. <laughs> um, you, know, mm. um, yeah. you know, I think you know, as, as a company, um, the government in the UK, the government had a scheme called furlough where they would pay 80% mm. of the wages for people who couldn't work because their company was closed or... They had to shield and things like this, and uh, it really it saved our company, which was uh, probably you know that's not an understatement. Um, and uh, coming back, I mean, we reopened in kind of May of this year, um, so the first few months of the year were very much twenty twenty kind of kind of year, real really right. still. Let's and it was only. Yeah, exactly. Just an extended 2020, you know. Um, and it was only when we kept, when we reopened in the sort of early summer um, that we actually started to get back to any sort of normal life. And the thing that was the most bizarre is some of us who had been actually working all through the, the shutdown, you know, keeping systems alive, I think, 
most of us who are on this call would probably be one of those people where even if everything's down, you, you still need somebody to make sure things are secured and running. You know, um, We were kind of getting back up to speed with dealing with other human beings and, and things like that. But a lot of other people had had most of a year getting a, you know, not all of their pay, but a reasonable amount of pay for being at home, doing whatever it is they wanted to do. Mm. And it was re a real challenge getting people back into even things like, well, what is my username? You know, what, you know, not not my password. What's my username? You know, wow. <laughs> That's a pretty extreme you know, example, what, actually. Yeah. And, and, and you I'd can't blame agree. them. You know, you, you think if, if, if you're doing, if you're not doing something for a year, you know, they, they would come in, they'd look at the screen and you could just see people thinking, I don't know where to begin. Mm -hmm. It was, it's, uh, you know, and we're, obviously by now we're, we're very much back in the swing of things. Um, but it took probably a good three months to get people warmed back up to, to normal life. Um, when, you know, that they, they had, had had a, a whole year of, an interrupted career and interrupted yeah. relationships. Yeah, it's amazing, really. Yeah, really, really an extreme example there. Um, um, Ralston, were you trying to uh, jump in there? Um, yeah, I, I can agree with what Charles was saying because uh, we've just now uh, reopened our offices uh, to let the public in and our staff in. And uh, the, the issue that we're, we're, we see come up all the time is, hey, what's my username and password? <laughs> You know, how do, how do I, what's uh, control alt delete? I, I don't remember, <laughs> you know, uh, it's just getting back to normalcy uh, with the employees again, being away for so long. It's, it's, it's just, um, and readjusting to how things are now. Mm -hmm. We've seen it, seen it come up every day. We get support tickets about that issue most of the time. It's an ever present reality right now. Philip. Yeah, I, for me, this was the this was the year of uh, online collaboration, constant video calls and uh, online meetings, forgetting to unmute yourself, uh, trying trying to remind other people to unmute themselves because they've been talking for a while, or they thought they'd been participating for the last minute, but then realised no one heard them. Uh, I found um, the mobile phone just doesn't seem to be useful phone calls so much these these days now in the traditional traditional it's just now a little computer and uh yeah the traditional phones is sort of just gone and, and on yeah online collaboration tools has replaced it all mm. yes that's definitely true i think we've seen well i mean thank goodness for those tools because they really have they really have come to the fore i mean we're all very familiar with staring at our screens and looking at our colleagues in two dimensions it's uh it's maybe not not preference but uh we it's been the reality for for many of us um esteban what's it been like for you it's uh, for us. 2021 was uh, an, an the interesting year in the sense that this is the year we decided to migrate to Meraki. So we, mm. we undertook, um, you know, I don't know if it was for better or for worse, you know, in, in, through the pandemic. Um, you know, we saw the opportunity to say, why don't we do this in summer uh, 2021? And last year, last academic year, so for us here in um, in most of the U.S., it's uh, August through June or August through May. Um, we were maybe at 50% capacity or so. We had uh, some students in school, we had some students uh, at home, um, and and that number fluctuated, so it wasn't constant, right? So one week we might have 
um, half of our capacity, but the next week we were maybe at 40% or maybe at 60%. Um, so we said, you know what, expecting that in August we're going to be at 100% capacity, that's sort of what we were seeing was going to happen as we were, uh, you know, in April, May of 2021, preparing for August of this year. We said, let's do it. So uh, this summer we undertook that project and we uh, we have 20 switches and we have 43 access points through our campus. So we took that project and um, again, it, it's, it sounds like, you know, a paid advertisement. I, I really promise you that it isn't. Mm -hmm. uh, what a blessing it's it's been to uh, be uh, fully on Meraki now. Um, I mean, other than maybe a small hiccup, I haven't had an access point fail. I haven't had a Wi-Fi issue with a student. Um, I haven't had a switch issue. Um, and it, again, that that was the, the highlight for me this year was um, migrating to uh, the infrastructure to Meraki. And we were already with the cameras. So I already knew the benefits of the dashboard. Um, you know, I already had benefits from Meraki, but the network infrastructure for us was a major project this this summer. And um, and uh, again, it went flawlessly for us. Again, other than you know, you're missing a screw on a switch that uh, on the rack. Uh, let's find one. Or um, where where did we put the power cord so we could connect it? You know, those things that are extremely trivial. Uh, we haven't had um, we haven't had issues. So we have we have a we went from a four cylinder engine to a uh, I don't know. Is it is it good to say a Tesla? Is that a good comparison? Maybe not. Uh, you know, engine uh, battery fire. So maybe that's not a good analogy. You know, we went from four cylinders to a twelve cylinder, but it's electric, so it doesn't consume as much gas. So, um, you know, qu quite happy. Uh, that's probably the worst analogy I could ever pick. <laughs> um, but uh, it, again, it was a big project, and um, it's you know so far it's been extremely successful successful with it. So, and then in terms of you know, the whole pandemic, it's, um, you know, at, at some point it's, it's, it's now an old subject, right? It's like, okay, mm -hmm. how much longer are we going to keep talking about it? But, you know, between the press, between technology, between the, the community forums and everywhere, you know, when you talk to people, it is, it is bound to come up. Somebody's going to bring up the subject of the pandemic, just like we are right now. Um, but, you know, for the most part, with all the precaution that we still need to take, it's, I want to say, you know, it's behind us. You know, the, there's no need to talk about that anymore as an issue. You know, it's considered part of, of the normal operation now. And then just it's it's one more issue to deal with, but it's no longer the, you know, don't treat it as an exception or as a major event. Again, it was. I don't want to, mm. I don't want to minimize the importance and the impact of it. But uh, at some point is we have to move on and say, you know what, it's the pandemic. It happened. It's happening. But, you know change the subject and give me some, give me something else yeah i hear what you're saying i mean it's i think the reality is it's it's going to be here it is just a thing now so we we, we all have to make that adjustment and um i guess we'll all we'll all kind of reach that that sort of mental state at yeah. some point right? <laughs> um ali i i wanted to bring you in I, I i kind of saved you to last because i mean part of what you're doing of course is related to you know um, physical spaces and uh, and so i'm sure that, the, that there's some stories for you for 2021 as well um, yeah, actually, fortunately, um, I was able to go into work pretty much the whole year, so didn't have to work from home. I'm very grateful for that. Uh, it's just interesting how the pandemic has kind of accelerated this transition. We were eventually going to have all of us to working online. Um, perhaps a lot of the international projects that we work on, if the pandemic wasn't there or didn't come around, we would have had to travel for them. But that idea of just like traveling for a few meetings just seems laughable now mm -hmm. as in why on earth would you would you ever do that you know yeah and so but we used to do it all the time it was so normal for us and so 
uh, that's been a good transition, in my opinion, something that you can look at as positive in, in all that's happened. And yeah, just a second estimate, you know, I'm myself, I'm also quite sick of talking about it. Um, within Meraki specifically, um, it's just that obviously because of the supply chain shortage as well, alongside this pandemic, things have really slowed down. The way we work, a lot of um, our business depends on new Meraki projects uh, happening and generally things moving. So when things aren't moving, people aren't using Meraki that much. They're certainly not looking to expand. They're certainly not looking to change their operations in times like these. So it is uh, an interesting time for us in terms of business. But thankfully, we've, we have gone through it. And the second half of the year has been, uh, been very positive. So mm -hmm. it's, it's been good, but challenging. Good to hear. Well, we'll we'll return to some of that as well. And and Meredith, I I wanted to bring you in as well, of course, to just to tell us about how you've seen things, uh, and and how and and the community in twenty twenty one because I'm quite sure that stuff's been happening there. Uh, yeah, I, I'd say that the you know the community kind of took this year as a, a self improvement uh, year twenty twenty one. Um, so we spent a lot of time, um, kind of looking, taking a look at, at our homepage, for example, we hadn't really made any updates to it since, um, since the community started in 2017. And so, um, we, we kind of thought about it a lot and like realized that we had added, uh, some really new cool spaces that, you know, you couldn't really immediately see when you're looking at the homepage. So we, we, we did a bit of a reorganization there so we could feature uh, not just the technical product boards, but also uh, highlight the learning hub, which is where all of our trainings live. Um, mm -hmm. For anyone else who's looking for some self-improvement, go take some trainings. Uh, also, the, the projects gallery we launched, um, and we wanted to be able to kind of feature that. Uh, just a super cool space where you know, community members can share their Meraki projects. Um, mm -hmm. Some of them super straightforward, some of them like completely out of the box. Um, also the feature announcements board, we wanted to highlight that. It's a great place to stay up to date, you know, on Meraki products and uh, all of their new features. And of course, uh, we couldn't forget uh, to highlight the Meraki Unboxed podcast. Uh, so with that re rearrangement, uh, we, we, we feel really good about now, like kind of having a, a clear view as soon as you land on the homepage of, of what our offerings look like. Yeah. Um, and then in general, and in, in like other parts of the community, you know, we've been trying to judge things up a little, um, make, make it a little crispier looking. Uh, we added some indented threading a couple weeks back, which has been on my list of of needs uh, for the community for a very long time. Uh, so now it's a lot easier to follow a conversation. Mm. Wow, there's plenty going on. And in fact, we've I think we've spilled inadvertently into the next thing that uh, that was on my list, which is around sort of projects uh, that everyone's been working on this year. Um, has anyone else got any kind of good uh, installation or you know interesting IT projects that they've been working on that uh, they'd like to highlight? I have a, uh, one that I've felt that made me feel pretty happy about a month ago. So uh, in, in Meraki land, you can send um, network alerts to like collaboration tools like Slap, uh, Slack, sorry, uh, Slack and um, Cisco's collaboration tool, but um, Microsoft Teams was uh, missing. And um, because everyone has really taken to online collaboration tools uh, this year because of the COVID, it's uh, uh, like for a lot of people, it's almost replacing uh, email for a lot of sort of um, 
common person-to-person yeah. communications. So being able to being able to get alerts about your network and your collaboration tool is um, quite handy. And um, the Meraki API team earlier this year released a uh, a new API, so you could use this language called Liquid to write um, new integrations. And so I did. I wrote one for uh, Microsoft Teams and. And then I had it um, officially accepted into the Meraki GitHub repository, so then it was publicly available. And then about a month ago, I had the uh, Meraki dashboard engineering team uh, contacting me to say that they decided to incorporate it directly into the, the dashboard. Wow. So now now the little bit of code I've written is now actually in the dashboard for everyone to use. And so if, they, if you have Microsoft Teams, you can um, now get your network alerts just straight into a, a channel in your collaboration tool. So that was like a little high five moment for me. Mm, nice work. Wow, I feel like we should be giving you a round of applause. Yeah. That was, uh, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That sounds awesome. Very nice. What else has been going on out there? Well, I think, uh, I mean, one of the things that um, I found is uh, over this um, over this year, the biggest challenge with all getting all these people back to work, other than reminding them of their name and things like that, and uh, that goes back to, because our usernames are actually your first name, space your second name mm-hmm. so um so uh, if you forget your username we just say what's your name and they say no i need my username you know like, it's your name did you not get that never mind but um <laughs> but the the, uh, the 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 biggest challenge that we found uh, this year once we got over that was with everybody working um from home people at home have often quite shockingly bad Wi-Fi installs hmm. and trying to debug various people's consumer-grade mesh installs uh, is, it was a massive challenge, but I think our, everybody in our team now has become an expert at the, the general solution, which is we'll send you a long cable. Right. Right. <laughs> Can't beat that wide connection. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it is, I mean, honestly, you know, when, when you see people on the community sometimes complaining about throughput of a Meraki mesh, which, you know, I think is perfectly decent, um, but, you know, that it might not be the, the full bandwidth of the uh, AP, because, of course, at most it's going to be probably half of it. Um, you look, you compare that to some of these consumer-grade meshes where, Honestly, I mean, they they really should not be on sale. They are so bad. It's 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 terrible. But anyway, that's my uh, that's my been my biggest challenge probably of this year. Yeah, and and I think that's why. I mean, I'm gonna I can't resist throwing a little pitch here. That, of course, that's why we've had so much interest uh, from a lot of organisations on remote work solutions for, uh, for for trying to solve some of that because. You know, if you in in many cases you've had the whole family at home, and and uh, the impacts for for your bandwidth can be quite quite negative, in some cases, um, with some of the very sort of high powered streaming technologies that uh, that are available nowadays. Um, so that that's definitely an interesting interesting one for sure. Uh, Ralston, I mean, you you mentioned you're sort of relatively new uh, to Meraki. I mean, what um, what kind of projects have you been getting into? Remind us and and. And how have you found them? How have you found getting into the Meraki world? Um, one of the projects that we started back in, I'd say, March 2020, I think it was just when COVID was starting and everything was actually shutting down. We were 
scrambling to get these uh, upgrades going because we were moving from Cisco Catalyst switches and upgrading to the um, MXs and the MS uh, switches. The entire network infrastructure needed a drastic upgrade. Um, and unfortunately, it was it's 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 basically myself and my manager that run the networking department. And my manager came down with COVID, and um, uh, he's uh, you know been out since then. So it was all left up to me, and I was fairly new to the you know fairly new. I had just gotten promoted to the networking position, mm-hmm. so the project was totally left up to me to uh, handle. But um, with the help of the Meraki Forum, uh, attending webinars, uh, speaking with a bunch of representatives. Uh, we were able to, you know, move in the right direction with Meraki. And I've got to say, I love the dashboard. <laughs> you know, it makes things so much easier. Everything is exactly where I need it to be. Um, and yeah, uh, I mean, especially for me as um, as I'm new to networking myself. So it, it's it's a great learning experience for me. Yeah, that's good to hear. Because I, I mean, I think with networking, the the, the protocols are all pretty standard they haven't really changed a huge amount over many many years so i mean once you've learned that stuff then it's pretty easy to um to sort of take that to different um, vendor solutions and i think the dashboard definitely is a very welcoming environment for for anybody who's getting their feet wet with uh, with networking for the first time uh and that actually leads me on to the next thing i was going to talk about because you, you know really there Ralston, you're highlighting some new skills that you've been developing uh as as, as you've been getting into the world of networking uh, and that was one of my other questions. You know, what kind of new things have uh, people been learning this year? I mean, Philip, you had this fantastic story around the APIs, which um, which was definitely an interesting one. And that's been a huge area of development for us, of course, is getting uh, getting the Meraki technology generally just beefed up on the API side. I think we're in good shape at this point. But um, any other good stories around uh, skill developments this year? Uh, I. I just completed my um, DevNet Associate course at um, developer.cisco.com. Um, I think it's on that portal uh, recently. So that, that was sort of a, oh, at least a, that was a, probably a couple of months worth of study for me. And and uh, hopefully I'll sit the, uh, I plan to sit the exam sort of by mid-January. So um, yeah, so I've just decided to try and get a, an additional Cisco qualification in that space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's definitely a good one. That's definitely where the puck is going. It seems increasingly so. Uh, not a bad move. Um, anyone else? Just to add, this like um, Esteban. Um, sorry. Um, in the, the, for those of you listening that are in the education field, whether you are a, a teacher or supporting teacher, supporting a school, or you're a vendor um, and you have education clients, um, this is not specific to Meraki, but in the learning skills and helping users um, in the education field, especially for teachers, there's a, a thing called Apple Teacher Certification, and there's a mm-hmm. Google Educator uh, Certification. Um, so I answering the question personally i got both of those this year um and i don't know if, again i don't know if i'm highlighting something or if i'm doing the opposite but they're pretty easy to get um and my message being if you are in the education field and you know you have those teachers that are um or those even if you're not a teacher if you're a staff member even in it and you're supporting uh teachers um getting both of those it's um it's not that difficult an endeavor and you know some teachers like to have that status and being able to show that in their signature or being able to talk about it. And, you know, they'll probably learn some new skills in terms of using Google Apps and using uh, Apple uh, apps as well. Uh, so both of those are um, 
are available for those that are looking into, again, another technology certification specific to the education field. Nice. Yeah, I mean, it's it's all good, right? It's all it's all related. Yeah, it, it, it all adds to the portfolio, correct? It's, uh, yeah. the, 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 education is one of those things that, you know, you never you never stop learning. So anything you can learn new, it's it's useful at some point. So. Yeah. Ali, Ali, did you have something? Uh, yeah, I just wanted to share. Uh, so when I came into this world, I had a pretty weak networking background, but a pretty strong programming background. And part of my job entailed mm -hmm. writing scripts pretty much immediately. And Meraki is really facilitated when it comes to working with the APIs. It's really quite easy for me, someone coming from a Python background, for example. But uh, most of the people who want to leverage the APIs are often in the opposite boat, right. where they're very, very strong with the networking, but often have absolutely no idea how to get started on programming. So um, over the course of these months, I became quite experienced with it. And a lot of the solutions I was able to give on the community were also in regards to the APIs. And so we actually decided to make a little course. So I made like a intro to programming, but specifically in the context of the Meraki APIs course. Mm. And so now almost 200 people have taken that. So quite a gratifying experience being able to help people out in that sense. And it was a big learning experience for me as well being a teacher, because um, obviously I'm quite young, so certainly helping out network engineers with learning their programming. People who often think that uh, it's going to be too difficult. Yes. Obviously, when you start thinking about coding and you're pretty late on in your career, it seems like a big giant that you have to overcome. But I really try to make it as easy as possible and do that in the context of Meraki. But yeah, for me, the intro to the world of networking has been very easy as it's only been through the dashboard. So the old days of CLIs and et cetera are folk stories for me. <laughs> it's funny. I've got a question for you. Go ahead. I've got a question for you, Ali. Is your main mm -hmm. developer tool Google or is that just me? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I, I'm sorry. I don't understand the question. Oh, sorry. I always, I just always use Google when I'm trying to solve developer problems. And I was just wondering uh, if, if your main developer tool was Google as well. Uh, or, of or course, that just, of course. If that was just me trying to use Google to find the pre-built solutions that like just copy and paste the, <laughs> the snippet. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, everything I can't find is, is something you have to Google, right? And that's that's something everybody does. That's the number one development skill, actually. How, how good you can Google, right? Right. Yeah, so it's the most valuable life <laughs> skill, it seems. <laughs> and I think, actually, yeah, Ali, on that, I'd, I'd, I'd totally agree because people say, well, how is it you know how to do so many things? Like, we use Google. We just know what question to put into Google or what yeah, words to put in. You are the Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And that is all it is. It's, it's you know, you can't possibly know the full detail of everything that we've dealt with over the last decade or whatever, any of us probably, you know, and, uh, and therefore you remember bits of it and you remember how to find the other bits. Yep. I'm very grateful to the technology. I will say that. Um, but I, I, it was interesting. You mentioned about the, the CLI there, Ali, I, th I think, um, when when I started in networking, it was all CLI, and I remember when I joined Meraki that uh, we we were having some fun trying to convince a lot of network engineers to break away from the CLI habit in the first place, right? And now we're coming full circle because now we're back on a screen with some text in front of us, and uh, it's it's quite interesting. So if you still need, if there's anyone out there who still needs that CLI fix, sounds like Ali's course is the way to go. It's uh, it's uh, it's getting into um, getting into some of that some of that programming stuff. 
That's awesome. Um, I'm going to just quickly say that uh, I, I told our guests that uh, we'd be recording for like 30 to 40 minutes. We're now 40 minutes in and there's no way we're anywhere near finished. So we're just going to keep rolling because this is, uh, this is uh, definitely a fun conversation. Let's, let's turn things to the, um, to the community. Uh, I'm just curious to, to hear about uh, your experiences on the community. We've already heard a couple of stories around the use of that. You know, how has uh, the community actually been helpful to you? And um, you know, what would you say to anyone else who's not using it yet, who's in the Meraki family? I'd say that I first used the community um, when I took over looking at, at the state of our Meraki wireless and how to fix it. And a certain very helpful person who's now in this community answered lots of questions for me. So thanks, Philip. Um, and, you know, we, and we, you know, we, we got stuff working a lot better. And I think the key thing about the Meraki community, I think, compared with any other vendors community that I've used, at least, is that people don't generally complain they might point out that something isn't working properly but they don't rant on about it let's not uh, they gen- 390 <laughs> yeah well yeah yeah apart from the three but the 390s are cisco non-meraki product so we'll exclude that won't we <laughs> um, and uh, you know and um and and generally you know people actually come there for for help you don't get any kind of negative vibe and particularly over the you know the, the pandemic and even now when i mean we're only going into the office at the moment maybe one day a week something like that um the meraki community is actually a really helpful social thing because there are people that even if you know you haven't met them in real life you've had enough conversations with them that you actually get a positive feeling when you're seeing them discuss something even if you're not actually part of that conversation you're just looking at what some other people are discussing because maybe it will help you in the future mm. and, and and i think i think that's you know i think it's really good yeah it's definitely uh definitely been it's, it's it is definitely like a pay it forward type of environment and um mm-hmm. it's funny that uh philip's voice or philip's name keeps coming up all the time it's like the regular superstar uh, so if you haven't met Philip yet, there's one reason to join the community straight away. <laughs> <laughs> I was one of the uh, sort of early members of the community. I, I I didn't join on the day dot, but I think I joined within the first month or two. So I've I've been through. I've been there for the entire community's life, pretty much. Hmm. Um, Ralston, you mentioned that uh, it had been useful to you in in getting started as well. I mean, what what kind of stuff have you learned through uh, through that? Where, where have you found the help? Oh, I I can't even begin where to st- where to start. I mean, um, from from asking what does this device do or how to hook it up when you initially get it to test a, a device, uh, I've uh, probably asked every question in the book. And uh, our all star here, Philip, has uh, helped me out at several amounts of times. And um, it's it's you know it's for the the community it's an invaluable resource for me um i'm always uh learning something every day in the community i don't think there's been a day that i haven't logged into the community just to check out you know what's going on there check out the the podcast of course i just have the podcast on in the background sometimes uh throughout the day <laughs> um and uh if for those people who are now 
uh, adopting Meraki and you haven't been on the Meraki community forum, I definitely say you need to be on there. It's it's like a hub of geniuses that <laughs> that you can ask any type of question, no matter the the you know no matter the subject matter or how ridiculous do you think the question is? There's no ridiculous question because sometimes I type a question, I'm like, oh, they must think I'm so stupid asking this question, but the responses that I get back is so helpful. And it's it's uh, and not only that, you had, there's contests that you can enter to get swag. <laughs> I've gotten Meraki right. socks before. <laughs> Let's not forget the swag. <laughs> Can't forget the swag. <laughs> yeah, and I got it in the mail. I was like, whoa, this is awesome. So yeah, the community is great. I love it. I love that you owned up around around sort of asking those what what feel like stupid questions. Normally, normally if some if you have a stupid question on your mind, somebody else has the same stupid question. They're just not brave enough to ask it. So, uh, uh, you know, good for you for, um, for for just doing that and leaning into using the community fully. Um, Ali, I, I, from a tech partner perspective, uh, how have you found things? Uh, yeah, I just want to touch a little bit on what was just said before. We are really motivating people to come onto the community and ask their stupid questions, but feel free to search if the question has been asked before, because often you find that people are asking the same questions and taking advantage of how nice everybody is because they'll still answer them with excruciating detail. Um, but yeah, for us, the community is always really helpful to discover actually the kind of problems that people are generally having see patterns because our whole goal here is to build solutions on top of what Meraki already has, but really solve some of the common, the common challenges that can be solved via the APIs. So it's a great place of learning for me in this sense as well. And yeah, in terms of all-stars, I feel like there's about 10 people that uh, contribute a lot, and then there's the rest of us that contribute a little bit. Mm -hmm. But generally, the Meraki community has just a very positive vibe, as Charles was saying, you know. Other communities with vendors particularly seem like a war zone sometimes between customers and the owners, right? It's just all complaints. I have this problem, I have this problem. But over here, it seems like there's a lot of synergy um, whenever new product updates are posted. Um, just a lot of collaboration going on between the folks at Meraki and the folks between the community. And I feel like this community has managed to stay pretty authentic and not watered down so much as in everybody who's on there actually seems to care. So that's something you can really appreciate. Wow. Meredith, you must be loving this. I definitely I, agree. <laughs> yeah, I um, I couldn't uh, I couldn't agree more um, about the general positive attitude. Uh, you know, the all stars you mentioned, we have two of them on this call, Philip and uh, Charles. Charles, you may know as CMR on the community, um, but that's a you know that's an an earned and an elected an elected position you you know you don't just have to be the the best and the smartest in the community but also like we're not picking the grumpiest um these folks are also the most helpful and and i think they their positivity and and you know willingness to take the time with people really sets a tone um for for the rest of the community and i think it's so important to you know it's such a it's such an important balance um to maintain and i think the all-stars are such a are such a great model for that. Right, absolutely. Uh, just while we're there too, I, I would like to do a little call out to uh, Meredith and uh, thank her as the manager of the uh, community. Sometimes um, uh, when things work so well, it's hard to um, see all the time and effort that people behind the scenes put in to make, make that happen. But it's because they've put that time in that it has just uh, 
uh, ran and evolved and uh, developed. So uh, thank you for that, Meredith. It's, it's much appreciated all that time you've put in. Oh, stop. You guys. I second that. You guys. While I'm just talking about this too, I'd just like to make one other sort of call out too. The community doesn't just consist of um, um, people or end users of Meraki or people who consume the technology. You often get a lot of other Meraki uh, staff um, coming onto the community. Uh, I'm sure there's probably a lot of lurkers as well. Um, and uh, so you often get people who work in different product teams and stuff like that um, uh, participating and commenting. Uh, and then you'll get, and then there'll be this other larger, the like the iceberg, you know, you can't see most of it because it's below the water. You'll get this larger swath of employees who uh, just follow the uh, community and, uh, you know, get the vibe and the feedback from coming in. So simply just uh, talking about problems that you're experiencing and stuff does help enrich the product because um, it's sort of like a covert channel back into the team and to where the users uh, or customers are um, experiencing difficulties or need more help or maybe the documentation needs to be clarified or updated all those those kinds of things and these are like little invisible things that you don't really see happening but they totally they do yeah, that's so true. And and I would say, I mean, feedback back into a, an organization or a corporation uh, can feel challenging. Uh, and, and I can assure you that we're listening across multiple different channels. I think the standard disclaimer applies here, which is that obviously we can't respond to absolutely everything and not everybody is going to get what it is that they're looking for. Uh, but we we certainly do our best on that front. So uh, please do keep keep sharing on there and keep keep sharing your ideas because we do our best to make sure we're consuming as much of that information and feedback. It's so valuable to us. All right, let's turn things to twenty twenty two. I think it's time to start looking forward. And um, I, I'm curious to hear you know what plans you've got for twenty twenty two. You know what projects you've got coming up. What you're looking forward to the most? Who would like to take that one? Oh, I'll, I'll kick it off. I I have trouble thinking that far in advance, to be honest, most of the time. <laughs> but um, some of the things that sort of really come into my mind is uh, so Meraki's going to be releasing a lot of its IPv6 support, the next sort of next generation of the uh, what what glues the internet together. And uh, I'm really looking forward to that kind of that newer technology being generally uh, uh, available. Um, that'll be something I'll definitely want to have a um, play with. So yeah, that's one thing I'm looking forward to. For us yeah. um, here at, uh, in the education field, again, um, we are we don't have anything major with Meraki for 2022 uh, because the next step for us is to look at the MX line. But I have to finish my current contract with the other vendor, um, and that will take us into 2023. But uh, I want to throw out another another comment for those in the education field or those companies that qualify for, at least in the U.S., education for the E-rate program. Uh, E-rate is a government program that will help you fund uh, certain technology projects at your organization. It's very uh, education-oriented, but it, some other organizations can apply as well. Um, and switches um, and access points qualify for E-rate, and so does the cabling if necessary. Um, so that's how we did um, our part of our funding for our Meraki implementation this year was through E-rate. 
Um, so if, if you Google that, again, those that are interested, um, look it up. And if, if you have any questions, I'll be more than happy to uh, uh, private message with anybody in that area. Just look me up in the in the community forum and uh, we can connect there. Uh, but for next year, our project is uh, upgrading all of our uh, UPS units, our basically our batteries uh, for switches, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're doing that through E-Rate as well. So um, basically the, the to get to the bottom of it is do not ignore E-Rate if you qualify for it. Uh, it's quote unquote free money that um, that is available to your organization. If you go through the paperwork and you dot all the I's and you cross all the T's, um, there's a very good chance that you, know, that you can qualify for funding and uh, it can cover you know 40% or more of your of your purchase, so something that may be unattainable before can be attainable now with with that funding. So we use it we use it every year uh, on our fiber line, um, our internet is E-rate sponsor, and uh, we we done it with a few projects. So yeah, that's it's, that's that's what's on tap for me for 2022. That sounds fun, and um, it's so it's not even just networking, which is also cool. It's also thinking about the whole infrastructure piece. Um, Correct. Probably just Murph mentioning that uh, E-rate is a U.S. thing, uh, so yes. it isn't it isn't a global thing. But of course, I mean the general point is totally valid. I mean there's there's always government funding for for a lot of IT projects, uh, especially where they're sort of more public focused. So um, definitely always a good idea to be aware of whatever's available there. Um, yeah, in 2022, I mean, I, I'm also thinking we, we, we've moved into this space around smart spaces and we're increasingly thinking about sensors and how we can use all of those. Anybody got a project on that one coming up? Uh, well, we are looking at that. That is one product that I am looking for. We have uh, one uh, open closed sensor active now and it's actually quite useful uh, because um, with the open close, uh, whether you put it on a, on a server rack, whether you put it on a, uh, on a room, you know, depending on where, where you need, um, you know, when you least expect it, you'll get your alert saying, hey, somebody just opened that door. And what is nice about it, I have it tied to a camera. So when that open alert goes off um, in the in the message that I get in my alert on my text or email, I have a snapshot of the photo. So even without opening, I quickly see, oh, that's such and such. I don't need to look into it or I don't know who that is or the camera didn't catch the, the person who did it. So then I, I can open the alert to to grab the the actual video recording, um, but it, it's a nice feature. And then we're also looking at the temperature sensor, and we're looking at the uh, water sensor. Um, so that that is something that we're looking at for summer 2022. And I don't know if you, for those of you that are uh, you know listening, if, if you notice in your dashboard, everybody now has five free licenses. So um, if you uh, if you check your license on your dashboard. Every customer has five MT licenses now enabled on their account. And uh, maybe we need to edit this in case not everybody has them. And Meriki, right? Uh, somebody, <laughs> Meriki, right now oh, is saying, <laughs> he said something that's incorrect. Hopefully I'm correct and everybody has them. Um, and uh, if not, talk to your salesperson. I'm sure they can get you five free licenses. Um, you, know, you, need to buy the, you need to buy the hardware, but, you know, licensing is part of it. So that part of it at least is, is already included to get you started. So that's something we're looking at for, for summer 22. And again, we're using the open door, open close now, which works quite nicely. Um, so... Well, we should just mention it's 2021 and that that five free licenses applies to this this year if you're watching this podcast listen to this podcast in five years time that that may not <laughs> yes be, as, as of this point in time it is better be quick yeah, and on, on those sensors we rolled out um during the pandemic a whole load of the temperature sensors 
because we had venues that were closed that were saving money and switching off the air conditioning with some unintended consequences, shall we say. <laughs> so, so we put we, we quickly identified where things might be switched off uh, by accident or, or deliberately. Um, and we put temperature sensors in there and we set alarms to go with them. And we've probably saved about £100,000 worth of equipment purely through a couple of, you know, £100 sensors that have uh, triggered in, you know, triggered and sent a thing through saying, hey, this has gone over a threshold temperature, which obviously we set low enough to give ourselves time to respond. And uh, and then we've had people go to those rooms with portable air conditioners or, you know, go and reset fuses or, you know, open doors and, and things to, to save equipment. So um, I'm... They're, they're probably they're the most recent addition that I've had to the Meraki family um, in, in in our setup, and probably one of the most useful. Um, so yeah, they are they are good, and they do seem. So I've I've not professionally calibrated them. I know Philip. I think you had one early one that seemed to be slightly out, um, but but the ones that we've got deployed, we've compared them with other reasonably you know reasonably expensive sensors and the humidity and temperature readings are certainly for a you know for a server room they are within a, a within a degree and within five percent humidity so um I, i'd say they are definitely very fit for purpose and, and they're not expensive either so you, yeah, even when a, you do take that's a good observation that charles what you mentioned on the temperature um and how it you know detected that a potential temperature issue with the equipment that's in that room and that the sensors to me a little bit like insurance it's one of those things that if everything's going well you never hear about it right you don't get alerts you don't get alarms because everything's functioning as it should and that's sort of like the case with insurance you know hopefully you don't need car insurance but when that temperature goes off because uh, somebody turned the ac off to save some money all of a sudden your equipment is running 10, 20, 30% over the threshold, um, it's good to have that insurance to alert you. Um, so that, that's a good observation on, on how, you know, it, it caught potential, potential, it prevented potential damage to the hardware that was purchased. So, I'll give you another use case we've been playing with, which is one I'm not sure Meraki is sort of, we've been playing with putting the temperature sensors into um, office environments would probably apply to school and using them for um, basically um, monitoring for employee comfort. So like if you have a working environment or probably a school environment and it's either quite hot or quite cold so people aren't comfortable, it's not um, it's not going to, they're not going to be working at their best, right? And uh, the other thing, uh, without trying to use any country's specific terms, um, trying to create easier ways for companies to comply with um, employee safety requirements around um, the uh, temperature and humidity environments inside of offices uh, because they record it beautifully in the dashboard. So it creates a, uh, an easy way that you could use to defend a, um, uh, an employee's case around comfort levels or discomfort in offices. Mm. Yeah, that's a lot. Um I mean, I'm imagining, Ali, that uh, you'll be interested in all of this conversation as well, because, of course, this is fairly pertinent to your uh, your type of work, right? And um, so what, what's happening with Boundless in 2022? Um, yeah, we're actually entering a next phase of growth. So because the Meraki APIs have just been, like, really booming as of late, particularly these last few months, they've been adding so much, you know. So obviously, the more APIs there are, the more things we can do. 
And so the types of solutions that we were building around Meraki are really growing in terms of variety from like monitoring visibility, et cetera, to like automation, access control. So yeah, we've got a lot of different interesting projects going on, which is why we're having to bring on more engineers, just grow our team simply because there's such a broad spectrum of the kind of things that you can do now with the APIs. And so, yeah, just looking forward to it and excited for what's to come. Mm -hmm. Sounds good. Rolston, have you got any uh, projects coming up? Oh, yeah. We've uh, trying to finish up our uh, wireless access point deployment, and we might be uh, trying to implement SD-WAN. So that's on the table right. for 2022. We've got 20 sites that we need to uh, get this rolled out to. Oh, That'll be that will be definitely an interesting project. WAN stuff is always always interesting. Looking forward to learning a lot. <laughs> oh, and and right, right, and I would actually say on that we um as when we implemented um, SD WAN across about nine sites uh, a few years ago now with Meraki. The thing that amazed me is we were just prepared for so many issues and having to do all sorts of optimization and tweaking and. We kind of plugged everything in and it worked and we were thinking mm. what do we do now what, what have we missed <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know it's it's um you know i would go go into it and i think you know obviously be prepared but um we were amazed how easily what i would say was a reasonably complex sd-wan setup where we used vpn concentrators we had high availability we had multiple links we were attaching to switch stacks. We had various access control lists and we had some local breakout and all sorts of things like that. And it just, it just worked. You know, it was, it was, it, it's kind of when you, when you install Meraki in a positive way, it's almost disappointing how easy it is <laughs> when you're used to, you know, you know, when you're used to kind of command line switches and, yeah. writing a load of stuff in and it doesn't all copy across because you pasted too much in at once so you have to go back mm -hmm. through and make sure that everything's actually gone in and and it's kind of you sort of do a few clicks or you know use the apis and yeah it just works you know? <laughs> i'd like to just build on that sentiment uh briefly i so often go into customer networks and um you know, if the network's been there for 10 years and it's been iteratively added to like each year or every couple of years as some new requirement has happened, and they tend to build to a stage where uh, although they function, they have quite a high level of complexity because if all sorts of configuration has been done to bolt on this new component to the system, and uh, and then you look at the overall intent of it and you just realise as you blow the whole lot away and put Meraki in that, that all the complexity disappears and it goes from needing a, a lot of attention to just not having to be touched and and it's simple and everyone can see what's happening again yeah i, I definitely agree uh it, it's the strangest it. feeling in the world to to just plug it in and it works especially when it comes to networking equipment because you you're always preparing in your mind What's going to go wrong? What do I have to do <laughs> if this breaks or something? But with Meraki, it's just it just works like like Charles said. I will just say that uh, as a marketer, we'll probably won't use the phrase. It's almost disappointing how easy it is <laughs> in our marketing. <laughs> Don't expect that to see to see that on our homepage next year. Um, Meredith, the community, what's coming up? 
the community, well, we've got our um, annual gnome-themed uh, December contest to look forward to. Uh, so t- stay tuned over the next couple of weeks uh, for some um, antics uh, from our gnomes. Uh, and then in the coming year, we've got uh, a few uh pretty exciting developments um, slash improvements to look forward to um, of which I'm not at liberty to disclose any further Uh, information. No roadmap. Uh, No roadmap. (laughs) Yeah, no roadmap. Um, But stay tuned for some cool stuff ahead. Okay. More swag. (laughs) And always, of course, more swag. (laughs) When the community was a lot smaller, the known competitions used to be much easier. This is before your time, but I used to just download the entire community site, and then when they ran the community run the uh, <laughs> ran the competition, I'd just download it again and just run a tool to tell me what pages had changed. <laughs> now, see, we have to we have to be tricky to avoid uh, avoid your antics. It, it's too big to download now easily. It takes yeah. too long. Exactly. Giving away all the secrets here. Um, okay, I w- I'm going to move on to the last question that I had to throw around this group because it is now coming up to the end of the year. I cannot believe it. Like it f- It's gone by in a flash this year. I, I literally can remember sitting down and recording the words, welcome to the new year, and it's like the third year of the podcast, and uh, let's get this rolling. And here we are wrapping it up already. So my goodness, um, I'm sure I'm not the only one who's felt that way. And I'm looking forward very much, of course, as I'm sure everyone is, to the holidays and having some downtime over the holidays. Um, I was just going to ask everybody, you know, what is your favorite holiday tradition? What do you what do you like to do at this time of year? Well, in New Zealand, it's um, summer over uh, Christmas. Of course. And, uh, and uh, so I, I quite like the outdoors. I love going to the beach and walking and enjoying the sunshine and doing tramps and, and uh, like, you know, sometimes I'll pick a theme and I'll go and visit all the waterfalls in the area, things like that. I, I like doing those kinds of things. That sounds very wholesome. And uh, yes, a little bit jealous of that weather, even though we don't do too badly in California. I much more prefer the summer myself, but um, during the winter months in New York, when it's not freezing cold outside, I love to go uh, ice skating. Nice. For me here in uh, in Florida, it's um you know the, the, in addition to the typical um you know family traditions etc that we do, the winter break is a perfect time to catch up on any IT projects that you're not able to run during the school year. Being in school, you know, once we start in August, uh, whatever whatever wasn't done in the summer, it sort of gets put on hold until the next year. But then you have that two week window. Um, you know, to fix anything, remount something, um, you know, inst- implement something that that wasn't done in the summer. So it's a it's a busy time for us in the in a winter break. In um, again, in trying to do a few projects, I have uh, five cameras to install um, that were not done in the summer, so they've been sitting for three months now. Um, so that's that's what's coming up after after eating and and celebrating. <laughs> it's unstoppable. <laughs> <That's amazing. laughs> it never stops, right? <laughs> Uh, Charles, how about you? What's uh, what's your uh, favorite thing at this time of year? Well, as a, as casinos never sleep, as uh, you you may may know from the various movies, um, we actually are closed for one day at this time of year. We are closed on Christmas Day, so we won't get any full tickets. We won't get any. Well, we might get a load of alerts from the dashboard, but hey, you know, um, we probably won't. <laughs> you know, it's. Uh, it's actually the one day you can truly rest because you know that there is not going to be anything happening. 
Mm-hmm. It's rather nice. Yeah, I, that's that's the peace and quiet is the is the is the part that's uh, we we all get to share at this time of year, right? I do look forward to the office being a ghost town, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I think Isn't there's a lot of offices that have been ghost towns the whole time, right? <laughs> exactly. Well, believe it or not, we've actually been going in, um, yep. and there there we because we there are lawyers uh, that do have to show up to court and things like that. So, right, that never sleeps for sure. Yeah, yep. New York never sleeps. <laughs> Ali, how about you? Uh, guys, I don't want to be the Grinch here, but uh, having grown up in many different places, I'm not really one for the holiday traditions. Um, okay. I suppose it's nice to have some time off, and it's always good to have some time dedicated to family. But um, in terms of holiday traditions, can't say I have any in my culture. Oh, so it's it's uh, it's more more Meraki projects, of course. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> we expect to see a huge huge swath of Python code from you. <laughs> it's coming it's coming all right um, Meredith how about you uh typically like to since we don't have much weather in the bay area which normally I'm thrilled about uh it's nice to go visit weather somewhere else so I like to go to Montana uh visit mm. with some family do some snowboarding um and then happily leave the cold and snow behind for my temperate climate home yes nice to sample these things yeah exactly small doses all right well i think it's time we uh, we started wrapping this episode up we're now at uh, an hour and 10 minutes in so uh, it's been a it's been a good run it's a great fun conversation um i want to really thank our guests for taking time out to uh, to join us especially uh, i think philip as well for uh, like first thing in the morning on a saturday pretty impressive uh and and ali as well it's uh, and Phil, and charles of course over in europe it's uh, it's getting late in the day there so thank you uh, very much for, for everybody for, for joining. Um, I mean, it's very clear that the, the community is alive and well. And uh, I, I mean, I don't know about all stars, but we've got a we've had a group of superstars on this uh, on this podcast episode uh, to really just share. I mean, the value that's in there and uh, the community is there for uh, literally for everybody that we work with um, and the extended Meraki family, as we like to think of it. Uh, and as we said, it's a great, uh, great place to get feedback in, uh, back in as well. So I'm going to wrap things up here. Um, thank you all so much uh, for for joining the, uh, the the recording, and also, of course, all of you for listening. Uh, it has been quite a year this year, and uh, I really am very happy with uh, all the content we've captured on the podcast. I mean, some really great stuff. Uh, the covering multiple different areas of uh, our business, but also, of course, the partners that we work with as well and customer experiences as well. And remember that this continues into the new year and I would love to have you involved in some way. So if you would like to submit an idea, uh, I'm super easy to find online. You can find me on Twitter at Meraki Simon is my handle there. Ping me a note if you've got an idea. I'd love to get it shared in there or put it in the community. I'm in there as well. And uh, just so join the community. You can find that. Where is it, Meredith? What's the address? It's at community.meraki.com. Wow. There we go. We I was worried you had it bookmarked and wouldn't know that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I put her on I the spot there. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, Simon's just pretending he joins the community. (laughs) (laughs) I do my best. I do my best. What's that URL again? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, all right. Now we've remembered what the URL is. Um, It's time to wrap things up. I'm going to actually uh, hand things over to Denise now, who's going to share a few words with us. Uh, But um, 
apart from that, thank you very much again for everything uh, in 2021. Thank you for being a Meraki customer. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We'll be back in the new year. And uh, for now, I'm going to hand it over to Denise. Hi, I'm Denise Thomas, the head of operations at Meraki. And I don't know about you, but this has been another year for the record books for us here as a team. We've continued to think about what it's like to work in a distributed fashion. And for some of us, we've started to come back into the office and coming back into sharing space with each other. We've continued to be in a really interesting supply chain situation, probably something that we we hope to not see again for, for, for decades to come. And it's also been a time for us to, to really think about our relationship with our team members. What does it look like to be a great team? What does it look like to be a place uh, where people can build their careers, uh, especially in light of the great reshuffling of talent that's happening right now? And in spite of all of it, we've kept on delivering really great products to the market. And, and we've continued to deepen our relationship with our, with our customers and We've continued to to have really great conversations on the Meraki Unbox podcast. We wanted to thank all of you for being committed listeners in 2021, and we look forward to all the conversations and, and interesting topics we'll get into on the podcast in 2022. In the meantime, from all of us at Meraki, we'd love to wish you happy holidays uh, and safety and prosperity to your to your families in the years to come. Thanks, Denise. And that's a wrap for 2021. We'll see you back here in the new year. Take care.